You're now listening to the Thousand Story Podcast, presented by Thousand Story. I'll turn this up. Hey, yo, turn, turn me up. Turn me up on my headphones. Uh, yeah. Luda. It's matter. Murder was the case that they gave me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a daddy, we uh, like to party. Ooh. We don't bother nobody. <laughs> what is up? You are listening to the Thousand Story Podcast Yo. with your co-hosts Naji and Luis. How you feeling? How you feeling? Good. Ah, we're feeling good. We're feeling good. So yeah. today we wanted to talk about uh, test, test pancakes. pancakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. When we say that, we hold mean, on, hold on, hold on. I'll let you take it. Test pancakes. All right. <laughs> what we really mean is, you know, are you putting some cinnamon in those fucking pancakes? That's what he means. What you doing? You, you dropping vanilla? What's happening with these pancakes? All right. Do you use honey? Maple syrup? Who Personally, knows? I use honey. Oh, oh, sweetened condensed milk. I'm into that. <laughs> but anyway, no. Test pancakes. Test? We're talking about your music. We're talking about your art. That we are. Yeah. That actually makes me really hungry for some pancakes. No lie. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I'm just thinking like blueberry pancakes or Belgian waffles. Ooh. Oh, shit. Belgian waffles. With a little bit of whipped cream. I feel you, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, as far as test pancakes go, I feel like every project that an artist releases is a test pancake in a new direction. Oh, it definitely right. is. Yeah. I definitely, you know, like, for example, my own album, your own EP. These yes. are both test pancakes, considering that they're the first ones. Well, it's not that first, they're the first, but... First project, though, to be yeah. released. Because it's like, songs is one thing. I mean, like, in, I feel like when you release, like, singles and songs... You're really just trying to find your sound. You know what I mean? You're trying mm-hmm. to like put your foot or trying to put your finger on the pulse. On your of pulse. Yeah, yeah, of like who you are. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I experiment with uh, with singles in multiple ways. In yeah. that way to one, find your sound. But mm-hmm. two, I on the on the kind of marketing side, yeah. I use it like once I find a specific direction that I kinda like, I use singles as a means of accessing a new audience. So even though it may be the you. same kind of sound, yeah. just like or Maybe not the same sound, but like, I guess the best way to put it is, is you, know, you can you can use them as test pancakes for different markets. So, you know, say Coca Cola has you know the regular flavor, and they have like Coke Zero, and they have Diet Coke. They try all these like new flavors, these, oh, new, yeah. these new things in Ohio first, in like their headquarters. So they know that it's got the Coke base, right? Yeah. But they like they do little I remember little man, variants when Coke Cherry first came out. You know what I'm saying? Coke they try dope. they try and those Coke out. Vanilla? Ooh, Coke Vanilla Coke Vanilla was no joke. That was yeah. delicious. I think it still exists. Though. It still exists. But I'm just saying that yeah, exists. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's how I kind of approach singles. You know, for me, it's like you know, it's it's a it's a Coke Zero or yeah. it's a it's a Coke Cherry. You know, it's not necessarily it's not yeah. Coke. It's still my sound. Mm-hmm. It's still where I'm at, but just with a little bit of different juice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, 
You know what's interesting? Test personas as well. Ooh. Because I did that, because uh, I had this project called Shaky Hand, which I was like releasing mm-hmm. music under. I, and I didn't even release that much. I released like four tracks. Right. And then one of them really popped off, and I was just like, okay, this is the route that I feel like I need to go yeah. to. And then I dropped Shaky Hand and then just went under my name, Luis Pantillo. Yeah. And I started pushing further in that specific route. So, like, all those four songs were completely different. Like, I had yeah. one lo-fi track. The um, I had one more, like, hip-hop, R&B-ish track. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, like, an indie rock track and, like, an indie, like, acoustic hip-hop track. That you were on? Yeah. I don't even know what to consider I, that question mark track. <laughs> question mark was as as like uh, it's an ambiguous sound. It's a very ambiguous sound. Hold on, let's play it real quick. Question mark. See if I can find it in my in our playlist. There it is. So this is question mark. Yeah. I mean there's samples being used. Uh, there, no samples actually. That was all. Seem to find you anywhere. Really? Oh yeah, those were your hand claps. Yeah. I've tried and all the answers in the books I've read. They all seem to lie. Where are you? Where are you? You know your vocals on the side. Yeah. But it's like what what would you even classify this as? I mean, I mean, it's, it's like kind of indie. It's like coffee house indie. Yeah. Or like yeah, like coffee house indie, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting because like this track, like really helped me move into, an- like someday the the track off of my EP Tides mm-hmm. is similar to this. So wait, let's go. Let's go to that real quick. Yeah. Uh, oh, I feel like this is good. We should just share like our progression. Yeah. Yeah. Test pancakes. So this was the first track off of my EP Tides. Still going in the same vein as like Treasure Mark. Lately I've been thinking about someday. En realidad estoy pensando en ti. If all the stupid things I could take back, then I take back what I've done. And so this track, like, I feel like I started playing with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. You know, like I started um, really dipping into my culture. And adding Spanish lyrics. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. This is the first time we did that. Yeah. And, uh, but it was still in that same vein of like question mark, you know? Yeah. So I really, I used that Shaking Hand project to try to figure out like what sort of stuff. So I, I did four different genres and question mark just like, I don't know, like Noon Pacific picked it up um, and it, it got like, I don't know, I think it's up to like 67,000 67, streams or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but then I was like, I, I don't know why, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna drop this project, and just start another one, and just really push into that route. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, if yeah. you're just more comfortable with it, if you yeah. feel like that's where you want to go, then yeah. you just go that way. 
But that's the beauty of being able to experiment, you know? Hmm. You know, just find out and try new things. Yeah. I'm definitely still experimenting. I mean, like, with all the styles. Because, like, I'm, I'm just influenced by, like, so many, so many different things. And it was hard early on because I got stuck into doing, like, like math rock hmm. and, like, heavier, like, faster yeah, taste, like, psychedelic band. rock. Yeah. And uh, and I just I really wanted to break out of it because I was like I, I'm really into hip hop I love R and B and I felt like I was casting aside this whole other side of me that I wasn't tapping into you know what I mean yeah so that's really where the Shaking Hand project kind of kind of helped kick off like Luis Montillo because it was just my experimenting experimenting in those styles that I'd never done before but have always like admired and like I grew up with all that music. Like yeah. that was the first music that I ever listened to was just like hip hop and R and B. It was even more so than me, to be honest. Like, well, hip hop or R and B, I was yeah. inundated with, and I yeah. hated it because my mom, uh, she <laughs> she is an immense fan of '90s R and B and soul. And I'm like, '90s R and B is amazing, dude. I'm not. A, I mean, boys to men, cool. Like boy bands back then. Were I'm dope. talking about the girl bands, man. Yeah, girl bands for me, it wasn't it. It just, I was not really? feeling. It. I was not feeling '90s R and B girl. You don't bands. like "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls." I mean, TLC was I. Right. They have the you know no scrubs and yeah. waterfalls, but like other than that, I was like, I right, am cool. Damn. But yeah, I was. That was not like neo soul era. I know. I know. That was Erica Badu. <laughs> and it's it's funny that I'm I'm kind of in that R and B soul direction now, just like unintentionally affected by what my mom like exposed me to. I'm just yeah. Like, Damn it. Anyway, yeah. So That's interesting. Hip hop for you, definitely. I yeah. Could, I could hear that. And, you know, you <laughs> you listen to more gangster rap than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no lie. I legit will just play Dr. Dre casually. And I'll, just, I'll just be like rocking super hard on Dr. Dre, <laughs> windows blasting, you know, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. No, but I mean, like finding your sound, finding your sound is really hard. It, and it really takes is. a really long time, and it really just comes down to experimenting. It definitely does. Yeah. Even the song playing right now is a song that I made when I was I made this kind of like super group with my friend um, Elias, um, and we were like. All of us are musicians, so we should make like a music group, like a boy band, but they, we all play like instruments. So I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, we'll try it." Um, and it was a decent project, but it just yeah. it ended up becoming too much to handle with with that, and then my own stuff kind of popping off, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta slip it off." So I ended up uh, stepping out of the group, and then kind of dissolved after. But it was an interesting little project to yeah. be a part of, you know. Yeah, nice to experiment and just kind of reach into my production side. Because I, I didn't do vocals all that much on that. I did vocals on like one or two songs, mostly background stuff. Um, but yeah, it was you mainly. you didn't. That's so crazy. It's all my so production. True. You too. didn't really do that much. Yeah, this was just straight production for me mostly. That was Neiman. Yeah, Neiman's dope. Y'all, everybody in this group is dope. That's a really good. I love this song. This, I think this is the first song we made. Like as a group. It's <laughs> Memories. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, you know, I spent some time. That was what, 2017? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it was. It was summer of 2017. For like early, like either spring or summer of 2017. Yeah. So yeah. I remember because Crystals came out and yeah. I, everybody was like, what? Like, Who Crystal the is this? 
this? Yeah, it was crazy. I had so I have so many test pancakes. Like, hold on, let me let me find crystals. Crystals is a great track. This is a, such a dope track. Ah, history. <laughs> so good. Is that you singing too? So I know it's Eli. I'm, yeah, Eli you're and me. The, you're doing the backup. I'm smile. Yeah, that is you. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, yeah, you know, and so that direction for me was like that was kind of just getting into you know dipping mm. my toes into the uh, the production pool, the live instrumentation pool because I started as a drummer, right? Yeah, and I was like, all right, I play an instrument, but I also play other instruments that I really want to like learn and like implement in my music. So this was a great time to do that. It was like a yeah, probably like a six seven month long project. That, like it, it really was short lived, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it was. was a nice little little practice run for me at least. That's true. I wish I had songs recorded from from the Vals project because uh, we didn't really rec- we play we were mainly a live group. Yeah, we don't really have like many many recorded the ones that we do have are not very good at all. <laughs> they were terribly recorded, and it was like we didn't know. You know what I mean? Like we we just didn't know how to do it. Yeah, of course. Um, but you try, you experiment. Which, yeah. The only way you're gonna get good and and be oh yeah decent at anything is just to try yeah. shit. Just I wish I still had the project files just at least to like remix it so that it I sounds way better. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. You know, it was an era and that's the thing is is I feel like you live through eras. You know what I mean? Musically. Mm-hmm. But I, I've, I've never really shied away from like um, playing off of like my influences. Because like I'm, I'm and it goes back to like feeling like I was not tapping into so many other sides of, of myself musically mm-hmm. you know um, so I really started like looking at my influences and not like just admiring and then like trying to do something similar but in my own vein because I feel like when you're finding your own sound like once you find your own sound you just have to you, you fit it into like different scenarios yeah you know what I mean you definitely do yeah so then and that's that's what helps you create like new music yeah, and the thing is, like, you can always have more than one "quote unquote" sound. Yeah, like the, you oh, know, yeah. you, there's always going to be directions that you kind of, well, you have to find them first. Yeah, you have to kind of branch out, experiment, get weird, and then know where your your crafts lie. You know, so even just with my voice, for example, you know, I'll go in in different directions. Sometimes I'll be a little more operatic. Sometimes yeah. I'll be a little more, you know, hip hop mm-hmm. and just soulful for no reason. And sometimes I'll just be stupid as hell, and <laughs> you know. <laughs> And, you know, but the ability to be able to do that is just, it comes from just trying it. Yeah. And seeing what oh, sounds sure. good, you know, and seeing yeah. what doesn't sound good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and yeah. having people around you tell you what doesn't sound good. <laughs> what's, what's good and what isn't. Yeah. No, I feel you. Because, like, I feel like recently, so when I was in Vals, I, um, I used to scream in, like, certain tracks. Yeah. And then when I started doing, like, recording my own music, I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. And then, yeah, I just started doing it again. But it's weird because it's like... I, I can only do it occasionally like I can't <laughs> I can't just put it I can't just make that part of my sound right like it's just me fitting myself into that specific sort of sound you know what I mean huh. it's yeah it's really it's really odd 
That's how it works, though. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the only way you're going to know what your audience is going to like is by sharing something that is just... Every track is just, like, completely different. Yeah, you got to you know try. I mean? You got to just get out there, do weird shit, and see what happens. And then, as you know, at the end of it, you can kind of look. So that's where, like, using analytics and stuff come into play. I mean, yes, there are, like, literal analytics, like data and, mm-hmm. and you know, plays and whatnot. But, I mean, literally just asking people or just looking at the response of something, yeah. um, you know, however, however they're reacting to it yeah. is a clear way to be like, oh, all right, this is something I can keep doing. Yeah. You know, if they're on yeah, Twitter, yeah. like, I love this. And, and then you release the next track and they're like, you know, keep... Keep going. <laughs> Keep doing it. <laughs> That's, so real. That's so real. Oh my god. You know? When people hit yeah. Yeah, yeah. When people get really That's not a bad thing. No. It's just it's not as reaction. It's just like, all right, this was yeah. okay. But then then you then you know. You know like, So yeah. I wonder what like what gives like certain artists the freedom to do that. Cause like we've talked about Kanye, for example. Like Kanye every album that Kanye's really released has been very different. Yeah. They're all different. But they all, the, every project I feel like is standalone. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he so commits like, to a sound, a sound for yeah. every project, which is nice. You know, to have that kind of consistency or, or to complete the the idea and the thought and kind of present it in that way. He's smart in that yeah. he's like, all right, I'm going to try a new sound, but I'm going to give you the whole breadth of, of, of what sound. I wanted to really express with that and see how you feel about it and then keep it moving. You know? Yeah. And it, it'll be, you know, if it was dope, cool. If not, Cool, you know, yeah. we, that was a moment in time. Now we're moving on to the next one, regardless of the the answer of the audience. Yeah. So, what do you think is best? Is it best to release an album with or a project with like many different sounding tracks, or to release something with like a main theme and idea? Because it almost ends up being like a concept album. I mean, if yeah. you think about it, like it his albums does. are very concept albums. They are completely concept yeah. albums. A hundred percent. He's one of the few artists that actually know how to make a great concept album. Yeah. Um, but you know, and it, it depends on what kind of artist you are. You know, if you're a very mixtape oriented kind of guy um, or girl, whoever the case may be, uh, you know, you're gonna have kind of like a limited sound palette if you if you stay in that headspace so if yeah. you know that you're used to you know doing like bootleg type things or um using a specific type of beat even like yeah. you're gonna yeah. kind of box yourself in to that um yeah, yeah. And, and that might be okay if you really want to be known as that like if you want to be known as the best spitter yeah you know you're gonna pick tracks and, and make tracks that kind of reflect that yeah and that's cool um but if you want to really like branch out if you want to be known as more than one thing if like if your aim is to be considered a quote-unquote artist and not just you know a singer or not just a rapper right you know, right then you have to branch out and you have to experiment that's the only way you're going to do that and you can do that on a single basis or you know a non-basis mm-hmm. I think, honestly just depends on what the mood is what people respond to uh, well not really what people respond to but what yeah. you feel most comfortable mm-hmm. sharing um you know if you feel like you want to put the work in for a whole album then put the work in for a whole album if that's really what's coming out. But you know, you know, the, the the takeaway is not to cater to your audience in the sense that you know you put out a song, they really fuck with it, and they're like, okay, I'm just gonna only okay. do this. Thing. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I'm only gonna write sexy music. That, that's forever. not what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm saying that you know that yeah you've done a good thing or that you've that you've created a, a good piece of art yeah you know depending on the response and if that's your goal cool if it's yeah. not your goal then you tweak it but if you want to keep making that 
then keep making it. Yeah. That's just, I mean, it, it's really tough. I saw this movie um, the other day, and it was Velvet Buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting because one of the concepts that, re- that one of the uh, commentaries of the, of the whole movie was basically about how um, business ruins creativity and hmm. art. Because when you find something that works, you tend to replicate that. Yep. Because it works, because it makes you money. Right. But as an artist, it's really difficult to continue to do that because you almost you almost feel like you're like you feel like you're selling out. Even yeah. though it's you creating it, you're still just doing something solely based off the fact that it becomes popular and that it's money it's a money making machine. Right. You can you know never I mean? in order to actually successfully be an icon or be, you know, like a like a, a head in your field. Yeah. You can never stick with the plan. The, the, well, the plan, yes. I mean, definitely. you know what I mean. But you can never stick with the same direction. You yeah. always got to be ch- not changing yeah. necessarily. Like, every, you don't have to change everything about yourself yeah. all the time. But constantly growing, I think that yeah. would be the, the term. There. See, that's why I feel like artists like Chris Brown, Jason Derulo, um, just really fall off. Because but see, they have well, Jason Derulo. Yes, Chris Brown. Fuck him. But yeah, fuck Chris mo- Brown. <laughs> but more than that, the reason why he hasn't fallen off is because he knows how to stay relevant, which is it, it, it's the most baffling. You thing. know, yeah. But what's crazy is like him and even like Pitbull. Yeah, like I'm not a huge fan of Pitbull, but he knows how to make like club bangers, like no other, like and for he, real. And he sticks with that. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like. They also kind of know and grow with their own audience. Like, they're not trying to... Like, there's a difference between growing, quote-unquote growing, and, and, you know, kind of pandering to the same age group that you were 10 years ago Mm -hmm. with a new sound. That's different than just growing with your audience and changing as your audience grows as well. So, like, like, okay, with the Chris Brown example, again, fuck him, but (laughs) with the Chris Brown example... You know, when we when he first started, he was appealing to you know tweens, yeah, like like yep. twelve year old to eighteen year old girl teenagers, like that was his thing, and he committed to that. And as he moved up and as he kept going, you know, amidst all of the stupid and just vile shit that he's done, yes, he still managed to stay relevant because that fan base that he grew up with, those teens and those preteens, they grew up and they were somehow enamored with this guy. Despite everything <laughs> Despite that he's done. him physically abusing, abusing Rihanna, Rihanna and oh. several other people. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. he created such a memorable... Experience, brand, and and sound for himself that the people that that li- grew up listening to him stay with it. It became nostalgic, and he continues to make music for those people, and those are the people that continue to carry him and continue to carry yeah. his career. Yeah, which is crazy. It's theoretically it's genius, but for him, it's like it's somebody like him. It's like yeah. why, why does that work? Like why why? And it's just because. He knows how to market himself. He knows how to keep in touch with the people that really fuck with him. And he's trash, but he's smart. He's awful. <laughs> you know? Can't reiterate that enough, honestly. He's honestly just the worst. I just feel bad. I feel like maybe we should cut this out of the podcast. Just, no, just no, talking no. about him. I, I, I'm playing. Keep I'm it playing. In there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just playing, but it's just like, I don't want to bring but more you know, attention to his name. And it's not, you know, so disclaimer, it's not because he has done things and thus he's forever marred and, and marked that I'm like, no, he's terrible. It's the fact that he hasn't changed. No. It's that, oh, he's still the same. You know, because Robert Downey had a history. You had yeah. uh, Mark Wahlberg have a history. Yes. You had so many people. I mean, it's just two people, but 
there are so many people who do shitty things but grow well acknowledge and them first of all yeah. and change and actively change but Chris Brown has not no but anyway yeah enough about Chris Brown um he's continually changed and he's continually grown and artists continually yeah. change and grow and they continually experiment and that is I mean, how yeah David Bowie was like that man yeah up until he died his last album was like a drum and bass album yeah. Black Star, and it was just so like, I and the the weird thing is is that no David Bowie fan from like his earlier years, like his like Ziggy Stardust days, right. would ever fuck with that drum and bass album. <laughs> like legit though, yeah. But I feel like they did because he died. One, yeah. but two, I I feel like they already expect that from him, that he's constantly gonna change and evolve. And do something like Madonna, you yeah. know what I mean? Like just be completely different. So I feel like they've trained their audience to expect that. Expect difference. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be here to miss, but they he's like you said, trained his audience to really understand you're not going to get this sound every time. Yeah. It's like I am a continually evolving entity. Yeah. I am David Bowie. I'm Ziggy yeah. Stardust. I'm yeah. you know in anything yeah. he's a, everything and anything at the same time. And he's built that into his brand, which is smart. You yeah. know, it allows him the the creative freedom to do what he wants and mm -hmm. try there are certain artists even today that i feel like like i really really love mac demarco like he's one of my favorite artists of all time but then there was a point in time where he just released like mac demarco 2 and then released salad days and then he re he released uh another one um that's literally the name of the title <laughs> Um, but they were all like, like you could put them in like a, like a triple album or whatever, you know what I mean? Like a, in like a double LP or whatever, triple LP. And they would, you wouldn't even really be able to tell that much of a difference. Like, yes, he's constantly growing. He's adding synths every now and then. But there was a point in time where I was kind of worried. I was just like, oh man, like, has he hit that point where like, that's just his style of music hmm. and he's only going to remain in that style, which is... To me, I get nervous about that because how long can you really keep that? Because, for example, like those pop punk bands like Fall Out Boy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what other pop punk bands are. There. Uh, Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. Um, they didn't, they haven't changed. They, they really, he, well, Brendan Uri, 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 I don't know. Brendan, um, he has kind of changed his. Yeah. He's shifted a bit, but I mean, they have become a lot more poppy. Yes, and less. But he's punk. also went solo as, as a result. Like oh, really? He's, yeah, he's he's. It's no longer know you know a whole band. Well, I mean, yes, he has a live band, but yeah. it's mainly Brendan now. Yeah, it's literally just him. Like none of the other members are in it anymore. It's just him, and it's changed in that sense. So they've moved from that more uh, rock, gr like yeah. grungy pop sound, to really more into the pop Straight direction. Pop. Um, and you know, if people like that, cool. You yeah. Know? But I, I don't think he did that in response to the people. I just think he did that because that's where he wanted to go. Yeah. I mean, he was always that influence on the band. So what do you think about Maroon Five then? Maroon Five, because songs about Jane was amazing again i still don't think they're catering to any market in the in the sense that if they actually listen to the people that <laughs> listen to their first albums yeah they would still be doing that yeah you know what i mean that jazzy sort of rock yeah they're yeah. experimenting with their own style and yes taking advantage of the fact that pop and and whatever sound that they're at now mm -hmm. sells but i still think they're 
shifting. They're trying to shift. They have right. shifted. They definitely have shifted. I mean, clearly, you can hear from songs about change oh, yeah. to where they are now. Moves like Jack. And that was you know, them, right? Yeah. 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 And, you know, it, subjectively, we're like, meh. But meh. subjectively, they might be like, yeah. You know, yeah. and they have they have the absolute creative freedom to do that. So it's smart that they were able to take the reins and and change it into the direction that they wanted. As far as I know, they could not like it at all because they're still majors. So I yeah, I don't know yeah, what yeah. their whole arrangement is. But it's interesting because it, like the the drummer for the Rolling Stones was doing an interview one time. I might have told this story already, but um, they they asked him like, "Oh, how does it feel to be like one of the drummer for one of the biggest bands in the mm. whole world? You know, ever." And he was like, oh, you know, it's just, it pays the bills. Yeah. He's like, I'm really a jazz drummer. Yeah. Which is crazy. Because, like, you can have that 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 difference, you know, in, in like, dip, blah, 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 blah. you can differentiate a job from, like, a passion. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even in your creativity. Yeah. Which is super interesting. Which is, yeah. Like, in my own case, I know, for example, that, like, my top five top five, 10 songs are all coincidentally uh, they all have something to do with a woman or the the, the uh, illusion of a woman or like I get that I'm alluding to a woman right right even though let's, let me look at it real quick so go to my profile here the number one track right now Mona Lisa alluding to Mona, Mona Lisa's Lisa. art or the, the Mona Lisa yeah. right Might Just is about is, is a sexy tune right Hipster Girl it's about a girl right? <laughs> Trust Issues is about a relationship not necessarily a girl but Kiss and Tell you know like I mean yeah, like literally yeah, yeah, yeah. Fallen like like Long Distance like yeah and the thing is, is, I'm not making these with that intention in mind at all. I'm 0% like, you know what? People like when I talk about girls, so I'm going to talk about girls. I, Mona Lisa isn't even about a girl. Mike just was a one-off, right? Hipster Girl wasn't even written by me. 99% of that was Falcone. Like, yeah. the, the, shout out Falcone. Shout out Falcone. Evan. Killing it. Amazing. You know, trust issues was about a relationship, not necessarily about a, it was just a hypothetical, right? These are all things that I'm just, I explore and I found a way to kind of tell universal stories through uh, a digestible yeah. medium, which is, you know, for me, for me, it happens to be songs that don't sound like they're about girls. Yeah. So I tell my stories in a way that my audience can digest it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling an entirely new, different, like, story. In an entirely different genre, yeah. like, oh, at yeah. least to the best of my abilities. That's what I try to do. I'm not saying, hey, they, they like songs about girls, so I'm going to make songs about girls. None of my songs are made with that in mind. Like, zero. Yeah. I'm always making just what I want to make. And it happens to, I kind of write in the sense so it, it's digestible in that way. So they feel like it's still me, mm. and they can receive it well, but it's still an entirely new direction of thought. Right. Yeah. And over time, you know, my sound and what people will... Uh, kind of be attracted to will shift because Nashi's an ever changing and growing thing. Yeah. I, so how do you? I mean, like when you when you make your own music, like when you're producing your own like beats and, and right. tracks and stuff like that, do you ever? I'm. Do you ever have anything in mind? Do you ever think like, like oh maybe I'm going for this emotion, or do you just like create without a thought about where you're gonna go and just let it take you? Mm, I, I never. I always create with some thought in mind. I'm always like, I have an intention for this thing. Right. But the intentions end up being either I'm trying to take the perspective of an, ina excuse me, an inanimate object 
or um, uh, an emotion. So I'm literally trying to take the perspective of the emotion itself, right? right? You know, so I might be writing from the perspective of sadness or a conversation with depression, right? right, right. right? Um, and that's just where my mind happens to go. Interesting. Sometimes it's just I just wanted to write a thing, and you know, like I, yeah. I, I had this one track I made after uh, Mac Miller died, and it was just like how I thought his process like his, his his thought process might have been occurring at that time you know and it's a really somber thing it'll come out at some point next year or this year whatever it is you'll you'll know it when you hear it but <laughs> um but it was a very somber thing that i wasn't thinking you know i need to use these words and i need to honor max blah blah blah, blah. i was just like and, yeah. i was just like i wonder what he was thinking and then just kind of yeah yeah, yeah interesting yeah because yeah, I, I i go based off of like a feeling like when I pick up an instrument, I'm already feeling some uh, some, some mm. sort of way, based on like thoughts that have probably been like ruminating my mind for yeah. like a few days or like a while or whatever. And then for me, it just kind of comes out in a musical form, and that's that's where I go with it. Yeah. And the stories that I tend to tell, I'm trying to interweave those moments together into a specific story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Yeah. Because I, I I don't know. If I couldn't write. I don't think I could write something that wasn't concept based not necessarily musically mm. because a concept album can still be just a storyline you know Very what I mean yeah, yeah. yeah so it doesn't necessarily have to be cohesive musically but as long as the music tells the emotion for me or like portrays the emotion that I'm trying to say or trying to express mm -hmm. um, the storyline can be told with with the words you know and the melody lines yeah but uh but yeah, I don't. I I've always found it very hard to do singles, and to test anything out with singles. Hmm. And I, I don't really know why that is. I, I've only under the Luis Montilla project, I only dropped that one single, and I still felt weird about it because it wasn't tied to anything. It was just right. like here's an idea, and that was it. You know, it wasn't like. I even tried to make it like here's an idea to lead into this project. Right. You know. But Which it ended I, up being just different. Yeah, just but it different. ended up just being different. Yeah. So instead, the concept for why are we afraid is just like asking myself, why am I afraid to show people who I am, to express myself and to yeah. allow people into that world? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's I, it's hard to tie a concept to like one song as opposed to a full project for me. Okay, yeah. Everybody's different, though. Everybody's different. Yeah, it's it's some people. Like I said, it's just everybody's different. You know, Kanye won't leave until he gets the whole ass thoughts and, and oh, yeah. series of thoughts out. But some people just want to, you know, feel it and let it go. Yeah, and that's fine. That's yeah. definitely fine, and that's a great way to experiment with where you want to go. You know, I do it all the time. My entire career is based off of singles mm. up until I released the album. Yeah, Misfit. You know, True. like I literally made everything as a single like yeah all of my songs there's 70 80 songs right in the span of two years <laughs> all singles <laughs> or features you know and in that time i used that time and used those features to one you know get the name out there but two really just experiment you know so you yeah. can hear my own progression with like the first feature versus my most recent so, so like I'm trying to think of what my first feature was honestly I don't even remember I don't know man I thought it was Hipster Girl no I think no, it, was. it was way before that um cause you had was Fallen the first track that you released really under Najee no mm -mm. it was Big Potatoes no uh Patience was Patience 
yeah patience was the first track that i released as you know as Najee. like mm. it, that was with uh martin and martin and uh javon or randy you know randy savage so wait let me, let me go back here real quick let me find it so this yeah joint. oh yeah i remember this track so this is where i started This is the first, well, it's not the first test pancake. Big Potatoes was the first test pancake. Yeah. But this is where I started in like the kind of collaborative realm. I think this is like the first collab that I did, as far as I can. No, I did another collab earlier, but that was with a different project. And I wasn't singing. And this was late 2015 when I made this. This is a good track. It was fun. Let's see. And then from there... From there, I then did. So, what's what's my most recent joint? Misfit. Anything on Misfit, really? Yeah. So. Whoa. Yeah. So then, this was a collab I did with. The uh, P. The P. And. Shout out to P. It's not like well, you won't really hear the progression in two songs, but you know, it, it's just taking a while to get comfortable. Like blow, yeah, even is like me still getting comfortable and constantly trying new things. Like this is a whole different writing process because I was like, I just want to, I want to try something very, very different. Yeah. And this is actually the second incarnation of this song. Because the first one was like a lot gritty. It was hard. <laughs> it was gritty as fuck. Sympathetic with me. You know, so there's obviously some familiar elements in there. Yeah. But it's a, it's a more developed me. It's yeah. a more it's a more, you know, refined me. It's a more mm-hmm. comfortable me. What's the furthest that you've gone out of your comfort zone? Ooh, ooh. Like, as far as, like, the tracks that you released. Ones that are open to the public. Okay, let's see. Yeah, because <laughs> there's a lot can, of shit. We can play some other stuff, but... But we can't release those yet. <laughs> let's see. Probably... I'm, like, looking in this in the playlist that we have here. Yeah. Of all of these, maybe, uh, let's see. This is in, in the uh, playlist here. Okay. So maybe as of late? Okay. It was a kind of like a, a peer into just a very different me. Yeah. Oh, 
you know? So, yeah. This is different. It's very different. It's real slow. Very emotional. Yeah. Now, but it's still not even the farthest I got because there's a lot of shit that I haven't released. So, yeah. like, <laughs> oh, man. I wish I could share some of the, the other shit. But, like, I made this and I made this one in, like, the same few months. Yeah. Like, literally, like, months before each other or, like, in, in the same week or something like that. I'm fast for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So different. In the same, like, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I can't, and then, you know, some, like, this is uh, I remember his madness. So yeah, my entire career is based off of test pancakes. After test pancakes. After test pancakes. Yeah. After test pancake. Yeah. Like the yeah. furthest that I really reached out was the yet to say track that was on. Ooh, let's find the it. tides. Yet to say. Yeah, because like the the very beginning of that track, I honestly like musically like I didn't really know what to do because yeah. it was. What did you say? It reminded you of a Justin Timberlake track. Yeah, I think the strawberry. What was it? Strawberry. Uh, oh gosh, it's off the twenty twenty. Yeah, it's strawberry. Let me, let me look up. Strawberry bubblegum. Strawberry bubblegum. I, I was can't about to say play, strawberry I can't play it, yum yum. <laughs> You're thinking blueberry yum yum. Yeah, I know. From Ludacris. Yeah. This is pretty me. And yep. then this next section, I was like, I don't know what to do. And it's interesting, because, like, I helped you mix this. Yeah. And I've heard, like, just going through these, I'm like, I'm hearing where my mixes have, like, developed and grown. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. And this was only last year, but this I'm just like, last year. <laughs> But like that whole last section, I wanted to be like slightly more hip hop or like, yeah. you know what I mean? That was the first glimpse of my scream <laughs> ever. Yes, oh, it was. It's coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> it's coming back. Oh, they don't even know. They don't, oh, they don't even understand. know. <laughs> but needless to say, I mean, we, we spent a lot of time just continually yeah. tweaking and trying and making and developing. a bunch of test pancakes. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I feel like your career is going to be filled with those. Like, if yeah. they're not, I, I don't think you're doing it right. Like, honestly, you should yeah. always be having test pancakes. It's like it's like when when you're performing on stage. Like if you don't have butterflies, why are you even doing it? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that nervous energy, like that. It's just excitement for me. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's it's really interesting because going on stage is such an amazing feeling, but releasing a song is a totally <laughs> different feeling. I feel like releasing a song is scary as fuck. I mean, see, I feel the exact opposite, which is why we work. Yeah. Because <laughs> I I find being on on stage so stressful. I love it, but it's stressful as hell. Yeah. But making a song and releasing that shit, I'm like, ah, oh, finally, yes. <laughs> God, yes. For me, I'm like literally about like finger hovering over the enter button. <laughs> Just like, oh. Like using my other hand to push it. Down. Like, <laughs> it's gone. And then I run away from the computer for like the next seven days. You know? And that's okay. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. okay. But it's all a process. Yeah. You know? Constantly just trying to find your sound, experimenting. And and being okay with, you know, people not receiving things as well. Yeah. You're just you're, oh, yeah. the the whole goal you have to remember is you're making art for you. Yes, for yes. people to hear, but you're making it because you enjoy doing it. Yeah. You know, you it's it's either cathartic for you or it's just something you enjoy. Yeah. So continue doing that and, and don't let like success or, or the you know the, the apparent success meaning of success yeah. or you know streams or anything like that like yeah. affect what you want to make to that extent. Like yeah. never be like, mm, I don't think my audience is gonna like this, so I'm not gonna put it out. Yeah. That is I no. I wouldn't do that. Always prioritize the story you want to tell. That is where your audience comes from. You'll you'll always find your audience depending on what you want to put out. And honestly, I feel like it's I'm in an amazing position right now musically because no one really knows me. You know what I mean? Like yet no one really knows what I sound like. So I have I uh, it's I could go anywhere. I, I'm not locked into like a specific, like people expect this from me or anything like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, a, and even if they did, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel that much pressure about it. But I understand where some artists feel a pressure to to play to the art to their audience. audience yeah. You know what I mean? But like, if, especially if you're just starting out, like just go for it. Like just go do it. it. You have literally nothing to lose. There's no judgment. And if people do judge, like, fuck them. I mean, like, honestly, like, it's not worth it, you know? You know? And worst case scenario, okay, so say you have an entire career, you're at, you know, you're, you're incredibly successful, you're following a sound, following a direction. Even then, you can still change at any point. But if you really feel like you don't want to blow the thing up, make an alias. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. start another project. You yeah. have, you can do anything you want, you know? Yeah. If you really want to protect that, the sound, even if your creative decision is to say, I don't want this to change. Yeah. Cool. Make another project. Yeah. If you want to have a different direction, True. that's what it's True. for. You know? Yeah. I mean, you can have as many projects as you want. Yep. For real. That's the, that's the blessing about the art. The internet, too. The Anonymity. Anonymity. You can upload anywhere you want. Anywhere. And be anonymous. No one has to know it's you. And if it pops off... People still don't have to know it's you. You can wear a mask like Dead Mouse. You know, I mean, like obviously we know what he looks like. Yeah, or Marshmallow. Marshmallow shifted. He yeah. was like nothing before, it. and now and because now he's he put on a mask. Yeah. Marshmallow. Yeah. So you know? I don't know. Experimenting. Experiment. It is yeah. your lifeblood. Yeah. It will make you succeed and fail and yes. succeed again. 
Failure is great. Like you should be, you should be aiming to fail. I think somebody said this too. Like you should definitely be aiming to fail as often as you can, so you can understand yourself. Yeah. Like when I say aiming to fail, I don't literally mean like you know putting out trash. (laughs) (laughs) I mean aim to do polarizing things. Aim Mm. to make something that is going to cause a reaction. You don't want anything that's just going to be middle of the road. Oh yeah, forgettable. It's always forgettable. It's true. That's worse. You I mean, know? getting a bad review is better than no, no one writing. <laughs> no one it's writing far better you. than no review. Yeah. It's eyes. It's attention. It's, eyes. it's, it's like the, Do you remember Greta Van Fleet? No. You don't remember? Okay, so Greta Van Fleet, they were this band from like Michigan, I want to say, of like a bunch of kids. But they uh, they sounded very much like Led Zeppelin. And Pitchfork. Oh, do you remember? Yeah, I, we talked about this. Yeah, I do. And then Pitchfork wrote a review, and the title of the review was "This is not a good album." <laughs> that was the like, title. That's how it started. Yeah, and it just and then the entire review just went downhill from there. Just like basically roasting them as like a copycat band of like Led Zeppelin. Like they had no originality whatsoever. They literally just ripped off different licks from Led Zeppelin and just put them together to make new songs. Yep, and the singer was basically just uh, a, like a mirror, vocally mirror image of, of Robert Plant mm-hmm. um, using exact same like tonality and, and everything. And it was just, <laughs> it was hilarious. But the funny thing about it is I bet you more people listen to that album Oh yeah! After Pitchfork said this is not this a good is album, not a good album. Then everyone was like, "Shit, we got to check it out now." And it was bolstered by Spotify's algorithm. Oh so yeah, because it was sounded similar to the Led Zeppelin. They yeah. were like, "Oh, let's add this to our playlist." Oh yeah, people will like this. They ended up on ton of like a ton of classic <laughs> rock playlists. So even which is crazy bad shit is better than no shit. Like oh, yeah. you don't you don't be Yo, middle of the road. Have you seen the movie? Have you heard about the movie The Room? Yes, worst movie ever ever created. Ever it was like 2002, 2003. Like if you if you watch watch that movie, honestly, it is such trash. It's so bad, but it's so bad that it's good. It costs six million dollars to make the movie, mm-hmm. and since has turned a profit, which is which is crazy. I don't understand it's, that. It's the William Hung of movies. I seriously, it really is so bad. You know? Yeah, and not only that, but there was a there was a book written about it. By one of the uh, Greg, I think his name was one of the guys, yeah. main characters, main characters, yeah, one of the main characters in the movie, who was the friend to um, the director. I can't even remember his name. Tommy Tommy Wiseau, I believe is his name. Got it, got it. And uh, he wrote a book, which was called The Disaster Artist, mm-hmm. which that book then got turned into a movie with James and Dave Franco starring. Yeah. Seth Rogen's in it. Like, Adam Scott makes an appearance for a second. You know? There's just a ton of incredible actors Be in it. polarized. Yeah. Because I don't think he intended to make the worst movie oh, ever. Oh, no. No, he didn't. Nope. Absolutely he, he not. Intended, he did exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah. And it happened to be the worst movie ever. <laughs> yes. But he still made it. And yeah. he was... It, it wasn't middle of the road for him. It was... No. Something. It was something reaction. It was passionate. It was a test pancake. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that people love it because it's so so bad. bad. <laughs> and then people like there are like midnight screenings of this movie all over the world. It's got a cult following? Or? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So be you always be testing. Always yeah. just do the most. <laughs> you know? Do or do the least. <laughs> I mean, but never do just enough. Yeah. Always yeah, yeah. do what you, what you just something. Yeah. 
And you'll be fine. True. Damn. That's hilarious. So <laughs> let us know, guys, about your own test pancakes. You know, share share some with us on uh, on our Twitter or yeah. Instagram at thousandstory underscore. Yo, I want to hear, honestly, I do want to hear some people's music and see yeah. some people's art. So would, yes. you, would you please send us some of your artwork? Send us some of your music. Just something. Just to... Yeah, just so we Send can Send us your test pancakes. Yeah. We're hungry. We are very hungry. And everybody else We is. got some whipped cream, some blueberries Jeez. in the fridge. Maple syrup. You know. Pineapples. Some bananas. Chocolate chips. Yeah, some chocolate syrup. I want all syrup. that. I want all that shit, dog. <laughs> yeah. So send it to us at thousandstory underscore. Yep. And... We have an email address. Uh, yeah, you can also send it to hello at thousandstory.co if you would like. Yeah. Feel free. For uh, sure. Send us stuff there, too. Uh, can't guarantee. Now, if you send it stuff to my email, can't guarantee we'll get back to you. But we yes. will at least receive it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But Twitter, Instagram, for sure. We'll yes. definitely respond. Let you know. We'll let you know if it's trash, too. But we, we, we'll be nice. But we'll be, yeah. We'll be, be nice, nice about it. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll be do a keep up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> like you're 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 going keep going keep going you're keep going you know but it's just like shanti you know what i mean like it's it's the shanti comment really yeah. it's just you know like don't give up that's not not meant to say that it's trash it's just like you're going somewhere you're, you're in a direction don't don't give up <laughs> just keep going but anyway yeah if you want to hit us up uh personally on twitter and instagram you can find me at el pontillo that's e-l-p-o-n-t-i-l-l-o and me at Mr. Naji Boy. That's M R N A J I B O Y. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, what do we got coming up next, Louise? Okay, so next episode, we are going to talk about how to make a delicious salmon pate Ooh. for your significant other. Salmon pate. If you've never had pate, you're missing out. <laughs> well, what about salmon mousse? Have you ever had that? I have not had salmon mousse. No, that it's just weird. Gross. It's just weird that you can turn things into that. Mousse. Ugh. Yeah. Just the texture would throw me off. Pâtés are also kind of weird. It's like a it's like a meat butter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we're we're just going to cancel that next episode. Yep. <laughs> it's we're done. <laughs> it's trash. That's the that's all of it. Trash. <laughs> so until next time. We're your hosts, Naji and Luis. And like he said, au revoir! <laughs> <laughs> See you next time.